Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Father, we thank you so much for this time that we can celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are so glad, Lord, that we are not worshiping and serving the dead God. We are worshiping, serving, following the living God. We are so glad, Lord, that Yeshua Hamashiach is still alive and he sees everything that happened on earth. He is the almighty God. Thank you, Lord, today. May you speak to all of us through your word, Lord. And we want to receive the spiritual food this morning. And this food will change our life, Father. We thank you so much in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 to 19, I read to you. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts, living within you as you trust in him. May your roots Go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. And may you be able to feel and understand as all God's children should, how long, how wide, how deep, and how high His love really is. And to experience, not just to understand, but to experience this love for yourself. Though it is so great that you will never see the end of it or fully know or understand it. And so at last, you will be filled up with God himself. Today, I would like to talk about the love of God. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is a demonstration of God's love. I wonder what do you wish today? Some of you would say, I wish that there would be not much rain. I am tired of rain. Some of you might have said, I wish I would be healed. I wish I would get out of this marriage right now. But hopefully that's not your wish. You may say, I wish that I got a new position or a new job. But I believe if I could have gone back to 2,000 years ago and talked to Apostle Paul and asked him the same question, what is your wish? The Apostle Paul would have said, I wish I would know Christ more and the power of his resurrection. The Apostle Paul knew something that we did not know. He knew that the most important thing in our life is to know the resurrected Christ. To know that he loved us so much. Today, I would like to explain to you from the scripture. How do we know that God loved us so much through Jesus Christ. God loved us than what we know. So the first thing we know, I'm going to go quickly because of the time. Let me read Psalm 145 verse 17. Psalm 145 verse 17. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving toward all he has made. The first reason we know that God loves us so much is that He created us. He made us so that He can love us. Many parents in this room, after you get married, you think, I like to have babies. 
I like to have children. Why? Why you want to have children? Because you want relationship. You want to love them, and you want them to love you. In the same way, God wants relationship. He created all of us, not to just leave us alone here, but we can relate to Him, so that we can love Him and He can love us. The Bible says clearly that He made us so that He can love us. He created us so that He can love us. In Psalm 103. Verses 13 to 14. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are, and he remembers we are only dust. Many of you, after you get married and you're going to have a baby, how many people think that your babies and your children are going to be perfect and never make mistakes? If you think that way, you are wrong. Babies mess up. Kids make mistakes. Sometimes they argue. Sometimes they broke your furniture. I remember but some kid broke my bed at home. Brand new bread. Just jumped on my bed and it broke. So the kids, when they grow up, they say, Daddy, money. I need your money. And then can I borrow your car? So I can drive and then they smash it. There's a story. A young son talked to the dad. Hey, dad, if I do something for you, can you let me borrow your car? I want to drive. And the dad said, you have to do three things. Number one, you need to read the Bible every day. Two, you need to study hard. Three, you need to cut your hair. So after that, a few months later, he came back. Dad, I did what you say. I study hard. And I really read the Bible every day, but I'm sorry, I don't cut my hair. And the dad said, why? He said that because Jesus and Moses had a long hair. <laughs> so the dad said, really? But Moses and Jesus did not have to drive a car. So no car. God created us so that we can have the capacity to love. Is that right? He loved us so much. He created us to love and he knew that after he made us, we will make mistakes. He knew before we were born that we will make some stupid decisions. We will make some hurtful action and we will do some dumb thing. He knew everything about us that we are sinners and we will make mistakes. But he still loves us because his love for us doesn't depend on our performance. It doesn't depend on how we look like. He loves us unconditionally. Even though we make some mistakes and stupid things, he still loves us. He created us so that he can love us and we can love him back. Number two, the second reason we know that God loves you and me so much is in Matthew chapter 10, verse 30. The Bible says, but the very hairs of your head are all numbers. The second reason we know God loves us so much is that He pays attention to every detail of our life. He knows the exact numbers of hair that we have. That part is easy for God for some of you. Because you don't have much hair on your head. So He can count easily. He is interested in every part of our life. 
He pays attention to every single detail of our life. Some of you may think that God is interested in you only when you go to church, when you read the Bible, or when you study the Bible. No, He is interested in you when you are sad, when you are happy. He is interested in your work. Every time I perform an operation, He is interested how I perform the operation. How I make the diagnosis for my patient. He is interested in my success. He's interested in my failure and my mistake. He is interested in my hobbies. He knows that I love to go to Hawaii. He is interested in helping me to go to Hawaii every year. He is interested in me when I'm down, when I'm depressed, or when I'm happy. He is interested of me in everything. Why? Because he cares. When he cares, he is aware of my needs and my life in every detail. He is interested in me when I have to go through tough time of my life. He knows that I am facing some challenges. He knows that we are facing some financial difficulties and problems. He knows that we face some family problems, health problems, work problems. He's interested in our physical well-being, our emotional well-being, our spiritual life, our social situation. He is interested in every detail of our life. If he can count the hair on our head, can you imagine? He is interested in everything about our life. That's the second reason that I want you to take home this message. He loved you so much. He created you to love you. And two, he is interested. He pays attention to every single detail of your life. Number three, I know that God loved me because he gave me the ability and capacity for pleasure to enjoy life. Thank God. God gave us two eyes so that we can see. Thank God he created colors on this earth. He made the sun rise and the sun set. He made beautiful flowers. He made beautiful woman named Pastor Da. That I can enjoy just looking at her every day. I come home and look at Pastor Da. Ooh, so good, so beautiful. I enjoy the scenery, the canyon, the Mount Rainier, the beautiful tree. God loves us so much that He wants us to enjoy our life. I'm so glad that He did not create the world into black, gray, and white. We have so many colors that we can enjoy. The rainbow we can enjoy. He gave us also a pair of ears. And he created different tones of sound and different kind of sound so that we can enjoy music. We can sing. I'm so glad that all the people in the world doesn't have the same sound I have. Then the world will be so boring. Because everyone have the same voice, the same sound. We all have different tone, different sound, different language. I just went to the Vietnamese congregation. Wow, the singing in Vietnamese is so fun. Chua, Vua, Chua Jesu. Wow, it's so good to know some Mandarin. Santi Pao Yoni. 
Wow, it's different sound than English. <laughs> Very fun to hear all this sound in different languages. God created us to have taste buds that we can enjoy cinnamon roll and fur and steak and all kinds of food on earth here. Chocolate ice cream, banana ice cream. Wow, God loves us so much that he created us to have the taste bud so we can enjoy life so much. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. So as a believer, I love to see my members enjoy life, have good house to live, have nice car to drive, have beautiful family. It's so wonderful. I read the ad about a car in the newspaper. And the ad say this way, this car is wonderful. It's as quiet as a church. When I read that, <laughs> wow. You never go to New Hope International Church. Because New Hope International Church is loud. Hallelujah. It's fun. People dance and sing. We are not quiet. Is that right? <laughs> I'm not going to buy that car. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so many people are looking for fun in the world through wrong places. They went to nightclub. They went to football game and all this. These things are temporary. Some people say this way, this is a lie of the world. They say, if you commit your life to Jesus, you're going to live a miserable life. That is a lie, a wrong idea of the world. No, when you come to know God, you will have more enjoyment. You will have more fun. Is that right? I learned something. I learned secret of joy in my life. Number one, that I live around and for his plan. Because I was created to be this way, when I walk in his plan, I enjoy my life. God created me to be a neurosurgeon. I enjoy cutting on somebody's head so much. <laughs> I, when I shave the hair, people, ooh, so fun. That's what I was created for. Some of you may be car mechanic. You have fun to repair car. For me, I, re, I have fun in shaving people's hairs. <laughs> not, not, cut, not, not hairstylist though. Not, I just shave the whole thing. And cut on the skin. And when I put the drill into the scowl. And, and then jiggly saw like this. To cut the scowl out. Oh, I have good time. That's the plan for my life. The plan for my life is to become a preacher. So I enjoy preaching. Amen. So if you live according to the plan of God for your life. You're going to have fun. Number two. I have fun when I live in the presence of God. When my life is so full of the presence of God, I have fun all the time. It's like heaven is on me all the time. So you see, the real joy of life is not to get drunk, is not get involved in immorality, is not get involved in the addiction, but get involved with God. Love God. Fill your life with God. Live your life according to the plan and the purpose of God. The Bible says that you were created by God and for God. So if you discover what you were created for and live accordingly, you're going to have fun in your life because that's what you were created for. That's number three. God wants to give you pleasure, ability to enjoy life. 
Number four, the fourth reason. I have six one, six of them. This is number four now. The reason that God loves us. I know God loves me so much because He has good plans for my life. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you. I will give you hope and a good future. Wow. I'm so glad that God has the plan for me. He is the inventor. He's the creator. If you buy a car from a company, if you want to know how the car works, you have to look at the owner manual. Is that right? Owner's manual. Or you have to call the inventor, the company, how this car works. Who knows the best plan for your life? Who knows what is the best for your life? The best plan, the best future for you. Your creator. And thank God, God did not give you bad plans. He did not give you terrible future. The Bible says he gave you good plan, good future. That is the plan of God. He loves us. He is our daddy. He wants the best for his children. Therefore, don't try to follow the plan that come out from your instinct, come out from people's opinions. Because if you try to run your own life, if you try to figure out of your own what to do, believe me, you're going to end up having all kinds of problems, fear, discouragement, anxiety, worry, insecurity, or nervousness and all kinds of problems because you're trying to run your own life. But if you follow the plan of God, He will fill you with peace with power, with favor. Everywhere you go, the favor of God will work there because you are following His plan. And you're going to have fun in this life because love comes from God. And He loved you so much that He wants you to have the best plan for your life. John chapter 10 verses 10 to 11 say, A thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I came to give life, live a life in all its fullness. I am the good shepherd, Jesus said. The good shepherd gave his life for the sheep. Jesus, Yeshua, did not come to give us a religion. He came to give us life. He gave us wonderful plan. And when you follow the Lord, you shall enter into the wonderful plan. Amen. And this is a good news for the Resurrection Sunday. The Lord Jesus came. To give us life and give it to the fullness. And he proved it. He did not even, he did not just talk about it as a theory. He showed it by coming back to life on the third day. And he showed that if I am alive, I can give you super abundant life. Because I overcame death and I have victory. And that victory belongs to you as well. Because you are my children. So that is number four, that we have the best plan that God gave to us. A lot of people think that, oh, my life is just to wake up, go to work, come back home, cook, eat, watch dishes, watch TV, and go to bed. That is not just existing. That is not living. Living means you find God's plan and live according to the plan of God. Number five, I know that God loved me because he sent Yeshua, Jesus Christ, to die for me and pay for my sin. 
Romans chapter 5 verse 8 but God chose and clearly proved his love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners Christ the Messiah the anointed one died for us my brother sister this is the ultimate good news the ultimate power of God he loved us so much When I read this sermon, when I prepare this sermon, I ask myself, frankly, can I die for my wife? Can I die for my three children? And I tell God the answer: Yes. If I need to die for my wife, I will die for her. And I understand how God feel when He die for me. How many people in the world? Let me ask this question. Are willing to die for you? Not a lot. Yes, I'm willing to die for my wife, but if I have to die for Tom, <laughs> that is another story. <laughs> Jesus came to die for me and you. He loved you and me so much. He's paid the price of sin for you and me because he loved you and me. That's number five. Number six. I know that God loved me because He forgave me when I asked Him to forgive me. I remember when I was a young boy in the Catholic school. Some people did not like me, and I remember that I did not like to be around those people. I tried to stay away from them because they judged me. They criticize me and they look at me not a good person. How many people feel that way? Somebody walk by in the church, you know that that person doesn't like you. You just walk away. Is that right? That is the human nature. We try to stay away from people who look down on us and don't like us. And that's one of the reason many people in the world don't like to go to church. Don't want to have anything to do with God because they misunderstand God. They think that God. Does not like them. They think that God criticizes them, judges them because they see their own weaknesses, and they think that God rejects them. That is a big mistake. God loves you and me, and all the people in the world. Even though we are not perfect, He still loves us, and He never rejects us. We need to come to Him. We don't need to live in guilt anymore. In condemnation, we can come to Him and say, "God, I know I'm not perfect. I make mistake, but because You love me, You have grace for me. I ask You to forgive me." And He say, "Son, daughter, I forgive you. Don't worry about the past. Let's move on with life." Romans chapter three, twenty-three to twenty-four say, "Yes, all have sinned, and all fall short of God's glorious ideal." Yet now God declares us not guilty of offending Him if we trust in Jesus Christ, who is in His kindness freely takes away our sins. This is the sixth reason God showed love to us by forgiving us our mistake, our stupid decision, our wrong action. God will forgive us forever. As long as we come to God and say, "God, I'm sorry," He never rejects us. Some of you have walked away from God, drifted away from God because you think that God rejects you. I want to encourage you: 
No, he never rejects you. He loves you all the time. His love for you, many years ago, still down, never fade away, and he still loves you ten years from now. I like what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter fifty-four, verse seven: "With deep love, I will take you back." God wants to take you back. Come back home. Come back to the Lord. If you feel far away from God right now, come back home. He will take you back because He loved you so much. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me read Ephesians three verses eighteen to nineteen again. I want to emphasize today that God loved you with these six reasons, and His love is forever. You don't have to worry. He will love you forever. And his love for you does not depend on your performance. Ephesians 3, 18 to 19 again. This way, with all God's people, you will be able to understand and know how wide, long, high, and deep his love is. And you will know Christ's love, which goes far beyond any knowledge. I am praying this for you that you may be completely filled with God. I am so impressed with these four words. The Bible said the love of God is so wide, wide enough to cover everyone in the world. Whether you are rich or poor, you are Chinese or Indonesian, or you maybe come from the broken home, your parents walk away from you, they reject you. You feel that no one loved me. I heard this word all the time lately. Spirit of rejection. I want to tell you. People reject you. What a big deal. God loved you. You just accept the love of God. Amen. I come to the point of my life that I don't depend on man's love anymore. I depend on God's love. I know and I know God loved me. And he will send people who love me to be around me because he loved me. His love is so wide to include every nationality, every people of the different backgrounds. Number two, God's love is so long. What does it mean? God's love will last forever. This is a problem with marriage. Man's love runs out. Man's love fades away. Man's love can die down. And sometimes even change from love to hatred. That's why one out of the two and a half marriages in America got into divorce. But statistically, people who go to church, love God, read the Bible, know Jesus Christ and His love, one out of 1,186 marriages got divorced. Because the love of God filled them. Marriage will not work with the love of man. Marriage will work only when you have the love of God, which will never end. Amen? We need the love of God. The love of God also is high. What does it mean? It means that it covers everywhere. Everywhere you go in the world, He will love you. You can be on the airplane. You can be under the sea. God's love is still there for you. You can have confidence in the love of God. Amen? Number four. God's love is deep. What does it mean? God's love is deep. It means that His love is enough for every situation in your life. Some of you right now may be in a deep despair. Some of you may right now may be in a deep pits of financial problem. 
deep pits of emotional problem, deep pits of relational problems. But he will be there for you in that situation. His love never ends. This is a picture of the cross. Four direction. High, deep, wide, and long. The cross is a picture of the four dimensions of God's love. Thank you so much, Lord, that you love me. I want to ask you this question. What happened? How many people are husband here? Raise your hand up. Okay. What happened? You go home and you see your wife and you say, Honey, you're so beautiful. I love you so much. I love you more and more each day. Oh, you are in the middle of my heart all these years. I love you so much. What can I do for you to make you happy? Happy wife, happy life. After you say like that, your wife say, Really? I'm sorry. I'm busy with a TV program right now. That's what happened to many people in the world. I believe that you came here today not by accident. You might have come here because of the Easter Sunday. But now, after this 20 minutes, you heard that God loved you. And God said to you, the Father in heaven said to you, My children, I love you so much. I sent my son to die for you. I give you pleasure. I care about your detail. I loved you. I forgive you. I died for you. Jesus died for you. I loved you so much. I created you to love you. And you turn to God. Really? I'm sorry. I'm busy. I don't care what you say. I'm going to run my own life. Who cares? Is that most people do to God? I believe so. Not me. When I watched the movie, Jesus died on the cross that day. And I never forgot. He said, Father, forgive them for what they are doing. The love of God touched my heart. That night in Bangkok, Thailand, I was a very devout Buddhist. I realize now God loved me. I say, yes, Lord, I give my life to you. I cannot resist your love anymore. I'm not going to run away from your love. And I gave my life to Jesus that day. And to receive the love of God, this is what you do. I want to give the best answer. B-A-S-E. Number one, B. I believe that Christ died on the cross to pay for my sin. 1 Corinthians 15, 2-4. And this, this good news that saved you if you still firmly believe. Everyone say believe. Believe it. Unless the cause you never really believe it in the first place. I pass on to you right from the first what had been told to me. That Christ died for our sin just as the scripture said he would. And that he was buried and that three days later afterwards he arose from the grave just as the prophet foretold. Believe that Jesus, the son of the living God, died to pay for our sin and he was raised from the dead on the third day. Number two, A, B-A-S-E, base. Number two, A, 
I accept God's free gift of forgiveness and eternal life. Romans chapter 3 verse 22. Now God say he will accept and acquit us, declare us not guilty if we trust Jesus Christ to take away our sins and we all can be saved in this same way. By coming to Christ, no matter who we are or what we have been like. Number one, believe. Number two, accept. B-A. How about S? I switched. I switched the plan of my life to God's plan. I'm going to follow God from now on. Mark chapter 1 verse 15. The time promised by God has come at last. He announced, the kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. You need to switch your way of life from doing whatever you want, following your own flesh, committing sin, turn around and say, I'm going to follow God from now on. I repent of my sin. B, believe. A, accept. S, switch. How about the last one? E, I express my desire for Christ to be the Lord and the director of my life. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. That if you confess, if you announce, if you declare with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I'm done with my sermon. So in conclusion, I want to ask you this question. After you heard all this fact, all this truth that God loved you so much, are you willing to receive the love of God into your heart? Are you willing to allow Him to be your God, to be your Father, to be the leader of your life? And if you want to do that, I would like to encourage you to confess to express with your mouth and your action that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior. God loves you. I've been a Christian for 38, 39 years now. I turn away from Buddhism and turn to Jesus. I'm not preaching this because I am a pastor or have a job of preaching on Sunday. I'm preaching this from my personal experiences. Thank you for listening to me. God loved me so much. God gave me a lot of favors, a lot of grace. He loved me so much. And I want you to experience the love of God as well. I want to encourage all of you. Don't be like that lady when the husband says, I love you so much. And you say, and she says, really? I don't care. I care about the TV program. I hope you care. He cares for you, and you should care that he loves you. I want to encourage you to give your life to Jesus. Some of you maybe have been living in guilt. Yes, you are the believers. You live in rejection. Your parents rejected you. Your friend rejected you. Forget about that. Don't depend on human being. Human make mistakes. People can love you, 
to death one day, they turn around and hate you. Therefore, you don't depend on the love of people anymore. You depend on the love of God. God's love is forever and never fails. Why don't we ask God to show His love to us? Amen. And also ask God to come in and become the love for us in here. God is love. How many people want to experience the love of God? How many people say, "God, I accept your gift, your forgiveness"? How many people say Jesus is alive now? Let's stand up and pray together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Follow my prayer, Father in heaven. You love me so much. You created me to love me. You give me the capacity for pleasure. You cares about every detail of my life. You have the best plan for my life as well. You love me that you send your son Yeshua to die for me, and you love me so much that you are ready to forgive me any time. You love me forever, Lord. I receive your love. I receive the gift of salvation, Lord. I believe Jesus came to die for me, and He was raised from the dead. I accept this gift, the gift of salvation. Forgiveness, eternal life, super abundant life, and I switch. I turn around. I change my way of life to follow you, and I express with my mouth right now that Jesus Christ, Yeshua Hamashiach, is my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Lord. After this Resurrection Sunday, I shall experience more of Your power, more of Your grace, more of Your love, more of Your favor, healing, provision, protection—all good things. Belong to me, true Yeshua Hamachik. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, we pray. Amen. Congratulations. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.